still no Strick. He's uh, golfing today, but I am Austin. Thanks for tuning in here to On the Block on 93.7. The ticket, theticketfm.com. Uh, download our free app. Catch us wherever you are in the world on your phone. And check out our video streams, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Another place we want to send you to check out everything you need for Husker football recruiting is Husker Online. Uh, Brian Munson doing a great job covering Husker football recruiting over there. Uh, we welcome him in here on the Honda of Lincoln hotline brian how was your spring game weekend <laughs> it was good man you know i got a chance to i was i was out in Kearney supporting the unk spring game and then i got a chance to watch the nu spring game basically from my phone driving to driving to lincoln and then met with some of these guys face to face man i i think it's i think it's really wild that nebraska is doing so well getting some of these guys to show up on campus you know like aiden breeland and brandon baker I mean, got a chance to spend some good quality time with those guys on, on Saturday night. Still got some updates to come up this week, so don't turn the page quite yet going into the month of May or whatever. So it's like uh, just big a big, busy weekend. Let's just put it that way. You mentioned Breland. That, that's a name I hadn't heard a whole lot about. What should fans know about Aiden Breland? <laughs> I thought Nate Frazier, Nathaniel Frazier from Modern Day was the uh, walking quotable machine. Uh, that was until I met Aiden Breland on Saturday night. He is a uh, <clears throat> real likable, joking around guy, but then you put the film on and it's serious time. Um, he, he is a, he, he's a, he's a bit of a rare, <clears throat> bit of a rare guy. A, a rare guy. I mean, six six ish, two ninety could play, could play defensive tackle, could play defensive ends. Definitely going to play in that four eye situation. Um, he's just a real versatile guy between his athleticism and, and where in his size and where he can kind of line up. He is he's honestly one of the guy one of one of the best guys to watch on film all. Of, of all the 2024 guys I have watched, he is one of the, the the best ones I have watched by far. I I struggle to find another defensive tackle better than him in, in the country. I I think on three has him at number seven. I, I just have a hard time believing that. But he's you know he's he's planning on getting back to Nebraska for for uh, for another visit. Um, you know some interesting words out of their out of the out of the mouths on Saturday night because obviously the NCA is going to change some things up where you can go beyond five official visits. And a number of those guys were saying they felt like they probably would go beyond five, but it wasn't some crazy number like 16 or even 12. It was more like, yeah, based on like where I'm at with my process right now, like I could say six or seven and possibly even eight. Um, so yeah, some really good feedback, but Aiden Breland, if, if people have not watched his film before, get out there and watch it. Cause it's really entertaining. Okay, before we ask you about a few more names and observations from the weekend, Brian, with the change in the number of official visits, does that yep. help Nebraska? Do they have to do anything to get ready for that? Do they need to you know, add more staff, more resources in recruiting? Are they prepared for more official visits? Well, <clears throat> that number hasn't moved for, for Nebraska. So all the schools still get their 56 plus whatever their carryovers were. I think, mm. I think that Nebraska only has six carryovers from a year ago. So I think there's 62. So you still have a number there that you have to manage. So if you're going to bring a guy like Aiden Breland in and, and Aiden Breland's telling you that it's going to be his ninth official visit, you know, and he's already visited eight other schools. What's the likelihood that you can turn his heart? 
What's the likelihood, you know, I mean, at that point, are you, are you betting it all on red and <clears throat> you want to take this pot down and, and, and get a guy like that to come in and you're willing to go ahead and risk it? I, I think that there are some guys like that. I think Brandon Baker is a guy like that. I think, I think Rayola would be a guy like that too. Um, but I think that there's a lot of the players that I spoke to on Saturday night are really interested in a couple of things. Number one, they want to see a game now in Lincoln. They they got a little bit of a taste of it from the spring game. Number two, the facilities will be finished up. They got a chance to go in there and check it out for now with the hard hats and the easels and the graphs and the pictures and all that stuff. And they got a chance to kind of visualize it, but they want to see it complete. And, and I think number three, it's just because I think Nebraska's on their list. It's just not top five in the list right now. And I think Nebraska could be a, a huge disturbing force, I think, on that list if they allowed, you know, if, if, if the, with the NCAA allowing them to go above and beyond five, I think Nebraska could get a number of these guys that have come in. It's just you're going to have to pay close attention to the ones that are just trying to get another trip out of the whole deal or what are the guys that you really feel like you've got a good chance with. So I think that's going to be something uh, interesting to watch down the line. Sticking on the defensive side of the ball, you wrote about a couple uh, four-star linebackers, Dylan Williams and yeah. Kamar Mathudi, that were in town. Uh, what did you hear from those two guys? They're like spitting images of one another, first of all. Like they're six, two and a half, 225, 230-pound-ish. I mean, they're not your typical Mike linebackers, number one. These are some, these are some big dudes, and Mathudi is 16 years old. He is hmm. going to turn 17 in June, so he's a – He's a young guy. He could he could still grow, you know, a little bit. And Nebraska did acknowledge that and said, "Look, you could work your way out from Mike. You know, you could be you could be an outside linebacker. You could be a jack. You could be an edge potentially, depending on how much size you put on." But the two guys right now are six two and a half, two twenty five, two hundred and thirty pounds. Um, you know, Dylan Williams is a really interesting cat because he's already backed off of his official of his commitment from USC. He uh, announced a top seven, which didn't include USC or Nebraska. And he now is kind of claiming to me like privately, you know, that he's a hundred percent open. He's, he's going to go through the process. He wants to enjoy him. He wants to enjoy himself. He wants to see some places, take, take some trips like he, like he just did to Nebraska and keep his mind open a little bit because he's kind of going into it now. Just, he doesn't want to have these, preconceived notions and let that kind of corrupt the visit and whatever he he really wants to soak it all in so he got in on thursday was there all day friday got a chance to work with a lot of the staff to see where they could kind of see him playing at he's an inside out uh, linebacker as well they could see him at a couple different spots he loves the fit he was really blown away with the three three stack Mathudi, a lot of a lot of the same you know he didn't get as much time because he got in on on late on friday night was there on saturday morning and Dvorak you know, carved out like still like an hour plus to, to sit down and talk with him. Um, and, and Mathudi, Matuti, it's Matuti. Matuti and okay. Williams are both best friends. They, 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 they met each other, like going through the recruiting process, like in January, realized that, you know, they're just kind of cross town they're like 15, 20 minutes away from one another, but at different high schools. Um, so they, they've each had a chance to kind of go through this process now together and, and they are enjoying it as kind of this peer, kind of thing going on but I I think Nebraska you know really opened their eyes again and and I think that those will be two guys that we'll be talking about somewhere else down the line that decide that they're going to come in for another visit to Nebraska. 
We're talking Husker football recruiting here, uh, post-spring game with Brian Munson of Husker Online. Last guy on the defensive side, uh, Brian, this is one Nebraska actually got a commitment from, and that's Willis McGahee, the fourth three-star player, you know, four or five-star last name. Is this a guy whose impact on Nebraska and maybe even just the 2024 class could go well beyond the three stars in front of his name? I, I totally agree with that. I was a little bit stunned and taken aback when I was when I was writing his story on Saturday morning. So first of all, I wasn't wasn't predicting that one. It wasn't a guy I would have thrown out. I think that uh, Nebraska left him in a very good spot when he was there in February. He was really kind of hoping to to bump into Dylan Rayola on the second trip. If Rayola was still really kind of considering Nebraska, he wanted to hear more about it. But when he returned, you know, he had this idea that he could decide to to pull the trigger on his commitment. Um, that being said, you know, he's got three star rated, but you put the film on and like you said, last name gets you, gets you to four stars, you know, a little bit by itself, but he has got great hands and great get off. And he obviously plays in really good competition down there in Florida. He's, he's quick. He has good size. Um, I think he's going to be one of those guys that's, it's really going to pay off some dividends there to kind of keep the ties into South Florida. I mean, if you think about that, that's a guy that's played played high school ball with Corey Collier. He's played with Dwight Boodle. Um, so you're, you're still, you're, you're staying relevant there. You're still getting talent out of South Florida. I think that that's super big. I mean, particularly with Nebraska trying to this, this little push West to, you know, pick up Baker and Frazier and Matuti and Williams and any other guys out there on the, on the West coast, including a, a 2027 quarterback, you know, that, that Nebraska also offered out there. Um, and you know, then you, you've got to stay relevant though, to the spots where you've had success. And, and, and I think Nebraska has really opened up this interesting national kind of cherry picking, uh, recruiting, uh, uh process that within about five and a half months, I, I really am pretty surprised, uh, at how well they're doing to, to stay relevant from coast to coast right now. So from the East Coast back to the West Coast, Brandon Baker is a name that's come up a couple times here in this conversation. Says Nebraska could get an official visit. Do you think that means yep. the Huskers will, or do you think that's just him being polite and weighing his options? No, I think Nebraska does. Um, I, I, I didn't know really what to kind of make of it. I've talked to him before, um, but I was face-to-face with him, and I had a chance to really kind of, you know, kind of just – get into like what his thought process is. He is really blown away with Matt rule. He is, he really has found a connection with the coaching staff. I, I think that this is a guy who's seen some bad and now he's seeing some good. And I think that Nebraska was kind of the right place at the right time with him when it came to his process. When he releases, it's going to be fun to watch when he goes in and he releases his top 10 or his top seven or whatever, I think he's going to leave off some pretty big schools and I, and Nebraska will be on there. And I think, I think fans need to celebrate that. Um, I do believe that Nebraska will get an official visit from him. It's just, it's going to be another one of those really long drawn out processes. Now he, he told me like, look, some things could change. Like he could, he could go ahead and find the right place and, and get into a school earlier than what he's kind of anticipating right now. I don't think he decides to commit anywhere before December. I, I really feel like he's a December guy. I, th- I think that he'll go through the entire season with modern day and get in, get into, you know, the national kind of picture spotlight. That's going to be a team that's going to be in a position to, to win the the high school national championship. Again, I guess is what you want to call it. 
but he's uh, he's he's probably not going to come off the board and commit anywhere until December. So it's going to give Nebraska a real good shot, particularly if they if they have a season, they show improvement and they can continue to develop this relationship and maybe get him back to Lincoln a couple times in the fall. That would be huge. So you have McGahee in the fold. You have Baker probably not deciding until December, like you're saying. As a as a recruiting staff, how do you you know balance staying you know in touch with McGahee but still keeping the full court press on Baker? Well, that's an interesting thought because I mean you also have to kind of consider your numbers at offensive line because it's such a critical spot. Mm-hmm. So I kind of mentioned this in, in tunnel talk. It, it sets up very similar to some very similar to to how I would have done things last year, where you had you know, a guy like Bo Hewley that was kind of playing around with the process till the till very, very late in the game. Um, I, I think that you've got you've got to go out there and you've got to find your numbers. You've you've got to get, you know, uh three, four guys to be in the class. And then if you have an opportunity to grab a baker in December, that's wonderful. But that's gotta be the cherry on the Sunday. And I think to your point, that's that's where you've got to kind of help, you know, you got to figure out where you're at in the process with some of these guys. You got to figure out from a timeline perspective where you're at with some of these guys because you have numbers that you're trying to drive into your class on a per position basis and and you got some guys that are their cycles are not going to line up. One guy wants to be done by the end of June, you got three guys want to be done by, you know, by the time their senior year comes around, you got a guy like Baker that's out to December. Okay. That means I need three of those guys out of the four earlier on, and if I only get two, I've got to figure out another guy that I can go ahead and get in on, and figure out how far how far along I can get. You know, where I've got to say like his timelines here, and maybe identify a couple guys beyond that. So you you've got to kind of you got to still pay attention to your numbers, and and I think that with those guys that, that jump in the class now, like like a like a pile or a Gradney or or McGahee, um, I, I think you just keep encouraging them to come back. You, you're obviously going to still be co- consistent with them and getting down there to check them out because they're still all from areas of, of which the Nebraska wants to stay relevant. They want, they're going to be down there recruiting anyway. So you're going to have coaches in the area. It's not like the, you know, a guy that's popping up off the grid is what I'm trying to say. So I think you try to get those guys as, back as often as you can. Some of these guys are going to be fairly limited. Some guys have got some resources that the other guys don't. But I think that uh, I think you can you can make and make and manage this. I think the part that's going to be really difficult is the guys that want to carry out their commitment until very late in the process. You got to get your numbers and add those guys if you can, but you you can't really count on them. Is what I'm trying to say. So the spring transfer portal window has been open for nine days now since April the 15th. Brian, I was expecting more movement from Nebraska's roster today. Do you still think that's coming at some point this week? Is tomorrow a day we should have our eyes out for? What does that? What does the transfer portal look like for Nebraska this week? It, it has to. I mean, the portal, the portal side for Nebraska. I think they're at they're in the high nineties. Maybe I don't want to get quoted as a number. I thought it was like ninety seven or ninety eight is what I've been what I've been kind of tracking along with the rest of the Husker online folks. Um, so if you want to get down to 85, it's 12 or 13. If you want to have some room, you know, to go ahead and pursue, you know, help on either side of the off, of the offense or defensive line, you need to go ahead and then create another spot or two. Um, so you're looking at probably like 16, 17 spots that have, that have got to, you know, got to come through somehow, some way with medical retirement guys decide that they're going to go ahead and push out and leave or other guys that, you know, that you have a, a 
have to have a difficult conversation with, with, with where they're at currently and, and their, their future with Nebraska football. So I, I do think that that's coming. I'm just, I'm a little bit surprised like you are uh, that, that a little bit more activity kind of hasn't happened there. Uh, in turn though, Nebraska hasn't been very active with some of the guys names that have kind of popped up so far. I think it's because they have their own little, you know, house cleaning issues that they'd have to kind of do in the first place. And if you, if you're adding, if you're adding uh, a bucket of gas to a three alarm fire, it's not going to do you any good. I mean, you, you've really got to make sure that you have your situation taken care of before you can go out there and have those types of conversations with other guys that try to bring them in there to, to fix up your roster. Brian, we'll let you go with this. From recruiting to what you saw on the field, what you heard in post game. What grade do you give the Nebraska the spring game weekend? I mean, it's a gosh. It's t- if, if if they're out of it, if they're out of the A into the A minus category, it's it's only by it's only by some you know tenths of a point. I mean, I I felt like I felt like number one, the crowd got mentioned by everybody. Uh, the fans are just over the top. They all know it. They all they all love it. They they signed autographs, took pictures. All the I, I felt like the performance on the field, despite you know the fumbles and stuff like that, you saw some really good things. I thought the, the pass pro and, and the protection in general by the offensive line was a lot better than what I kind of thought it was going to be. So I thought that was there was market improvement there. I thought the defense really stole the show. I thought those guys, there's some younger guys on that side of the football, like Noonan and and Lenhart and and Wallen and uh, uh, Tagaloa, I thought there were some guys up front that really played strong that we hadn't been talking a whole lot about this spring. So that really kind of fired me up. Um, and there's some groups there that I feel like are just really consistent, really good. You know, that they should be, they're going to be tough for Nebraska, like running back and tight end. And the, t- the, the quarterback room is going to be interesting to see things, how they're going to kind of move along. So from recruiting to the team to everything else that kind of goes along with it, momentum-wise and how things are happening administratively, it's an A. It's it really is an A. I feel, I, I don't think Nebraska football has been in this good of a position trajectory-wise uh, for for a long, long time. I really feel like that's 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 a that, that's a strong state, statement, but I, I feel like that's the truth. There you have it, Brian Munson of Husker on Line the On3 site, covering Nebraska football recruiting. Brian, appreciate you and all the work you did over this busy weekend. Thanks for spending some time with us. Uh, take a breather if you can, and we'll uh, touch base again next week. We, I've got, I'm literally diving into my computer right now to get more stories up. The 2027 quarterback offer is going to be up, uh, if not tonight, tomorrow morning. But, yeah, lots of stuff still to come on Husker Online. Excellent. Once again, Brian Munson, thanks a ton, man. Later, buddy. Thanks, Brian, for his uh, insight there into Nebraska football recruiting. Jay Foreman in the building with promises of spitting fire on old school. We'll step aside, bring in the old school crew to finish out on the block next.